Shouts out to Racer X Drop this off and then sped on to the next Said I want you, I don't need you Little subtle flex Shout out Kettle, shot this over to me via text Heard it's had me hungry as a Welcome ladies and gentlemen To the debut episode Of the Sometimey Gamers Hold up Oh man Had to christen it for this initial episode if you know, I've been teasing this for the longest time, you know, just everything we do over here, don't bite your tongue, like, just, we've been telling you to support the homies on Twitch, and eventually I'm like, you know what, the homies on Twitch helped me out, why not help them out as well, man, so, of course, I had to go in-house first with this and everything, one of the original four that's be in the bios for you guys to check out and everything, I, I mean, I, I don't even know how I should introduce him, so I'm just going to let him do it himself with the channel of Pure Shanks. My homie Zach, what's good with you, bro? What is happening, Darius? I am pumped to be here. I know we've been talking about this for weeks now, just getting this thing started for you and giving me a chance to cut my teeth on a podcast, so it's been enjoyable getting ready for it, and uh, glad the day's finally here. Hell yeah, man. Like, you know, because at first I was like, man, you know, I just want to go ahead and do it. I want to go do it. And then, like, it literally took the homies, like, Austin's wife and everything to be like, nah, 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 nah. Like, make them wait till 2021. Just go. Yeah. I mean, you can go ahead and just start that bad boy, y'all. Boom, right there. New year, new, like, new episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, brand new show and everything. Um, Before we get into everything as far as all things Pure Shanks, man, um, remember, guys, like always, to rate, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Links and everything going to be in the description in the bio below. All of my stuff, all of Zach's stuff, everything is going to be down there. Make sure to check that out. <sighs> yeah, you know, dropping new pods on y'all head top or whatever. New music on your head top. Got the SoundCloud and the link tree. Check out your boy. I mean, I'm getting back on the grind. You know, can't stop, won't stop. Heard that. <sighs> so, you know, man, I guess I'm, I'm going to start this off and everything, man. Uh, I'm going to be asking you so many questions and everything. So I, want, I don't want you to get, like, nervous or whatever, because pro- I promise, you know, this is just me and you. Nah, bro, fire away. I'm good with it. Pure shanks. Tell the, tell the people when they come to your Twitch channel what to expect. What a question. All right. So I started I started playing games for the competitive aspect. Um, Majority of my stream revolves around watching me play in a competitive nature, no matter what the game is. I could be playing Call of Duty, which is my mainstream, or I could be playing, you know, some little side game that a buddy of mine told me to download. No matter what it is, I want to win. And so the stream revolves around one bringing new people in teaching them to play the games that I've found so much enjoyment out of. And then, you know, bringing them along with me. I love playing with my viewers. I love bringing them in and being able to show them the ropes of a game that they're just now starting to play. Or if it's an experienced player, then, you know, adding one to my crew and just, you know, growing the community around me. 
Um, the stream is just a small part of what I do. It's, it's mainly about growing that community to play with and to just be able to interact with on a daily basis. We're always talking sports or, you know, whatever the topic might be on our discord channels or on Twitter. And so, uh, just being able to give people an avenue to reach out and, you know, meet new people. Hell yeah. And, um, Side note, too, guys, like, I'm glad he said sports and everything. Um, you guys will be hearing this a little bit later, but at the time of the recording, his Seahawks have already clinched the NFC West. So, yeah, know. baby. <laughs> man, what a game. But, man. I'm telling you, when I, when I tell y'all, too, he's not one of these, like, Seahawks fans that have just came on in, 20, what was it, 2012 when everybody jumped on the shit. Yeah, I've known him for a minute. He's been on Seahawks way before that shit. Back when they had the struggle jerseys, even before the, like, oh. Sean Alexander days. <laughs> Man, those colors were ugly, weren't they? You God, gotta tell the people what it is, bro, because everybody thinks, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, what you doing? Like, just like in that team and everything. It's like, nah, like, because you, you kind of got, like, a little Seattle bias. Nah, for sure. I was, uh, so I was actually born in Tacoma, Washington, too. So that's where it comes from. Um, hey, shout then, out to Tacoma. You've talked about yeah, them before. Yep. So hopped on the train and just, you know, I've been a Seahawks fan when they made the whole rebrand and switched the colors. I was so excited because I could finally like rock a Jersey and enjoy what I was wearing. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's been a great, you know, what now almost really going on almost 10 years of uh pretty solid football. So I can't complain too much. We're looking a, a little shaky. I don't know if we've got what it takes to, you know, win the whole thing this year, but it's been a fun team to watch. There's no doubt. As long as y'all got that bad man at quarterback or whatever, I'm never doubting y'all. Man, that man, he's a magician back there. I'm so glad he plays for us because it makes every game exciting. And, you know, I, I, I shit on NC State all the time and everything, but, like, for him to come <laughs> out of there and me just have all praise and respect, I mean, that shows you something, you know? Uh, that's, a, that's a big topic in my stream, too, is uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson because we get a lot of guys that – a lot of the people that watch me play are from the Midwest, Illinois, Wisconsin, um, Chicago. I had a lot of guys from up there. So uh, when we start talking about it, of course, those Wisconsin folk like to uh, like to claim Russell Wilson. But at the end of the day, that's that's our boy. That's that's NC State. Oh, you had a whole pack of Badgers, you know, that's a whole <laughs> pack of Badgers. Yes, sir. I was like, damn, you had to go there. Then you had to go to Wisconsin. Come on, Wisconsin, man. Because uh, no, I got my little Michigan thing, which I mean, God, it's it's kind of hard to talk about Wolverines these days. But oh, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. No, he he wanted to play baseball. They told him he couldn't play baseball, and so he decided that NC State wasn't the place for him. Yeah, understandable. Um, so of course, you know, like we spoke a little bit about a little bit about Call of Duty and everything. Besides COD, first person shooters, a little bit of golf what else like can the people see on your um, channel yeah so uh i've really tried to expand what i play since i started streaming um i've always been when i tell you i only play call of duty like before i started streaming that is all i played year round um but since i started streaming just you know taking the suggestions from chat i've moved into a lot more single player games we love 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 to mix in some horror games and we'll just kind of sit back and you know, make some drinks and talk and chat while playing some horror games. And so it's entertaining for them because I'm getting scared and uh, it's fun for me just because it's easier in those games for me to interact with the people I'm playing with and the people watching me than it is when I'm locked into a Call of Duty game. So beyond Call of Duty and then golf, which I've made a big part of my channel, um, any sports game, once we get these PS5s out to all my buddies, 2K will be a huge part of it, too, because we love playing my uh, 
pro-am and rec play. So we'll be out there. Um, I've, I've added some gambling into the stream, which has been a hit so far. Uh, so that's been enjoyable playing a little blackjack on stream. Other than that, just, you know, we're pretty open. So I just mix it up and whatever seems like the spot for the night, is going to be the spot for the night. Big manga diversity, man. I'm telling you, like he was in, he was on blackjack yesterday and I was like, you know, I like this. Cause I always fuck with, uh, the world series of poker when it came on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Big time. And so it's fun for the chat. You know, I'll, I'll take their suggestions. I am playing with real money. So at the end of the day, that's coming out of my wallet, but I'll, I'll let, I'll let the chat pick a, pick a better two throughout the night. And so far they've been pretty hot. So might need to ride on them a little bit more. And uh, last thing before I get to the series of questions, like I remember, um, I don't want to just ask, I know you said you weren't like for sure going to get like a schedule established and everything. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's going to be in like the, the channel description when you guys check that out. But, like, I remember I used to love because, you know, we kind of was on the same little vibe, which COVID kind of messed a lot of stuff up for all of us and everything. Absolutely. But I would love when I would come in, like, a Friday or Saturday and everything, and you'd pop up on the phone like, hey, you know, not not really power hour, but, like, we're, we're, we're drinking a little bit of this and everything, jumping on this game, man. Like, I loved it every weekend, yo. Yeah, Speak a little absolutely. bit about that. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that's just me. Um, I love nothing more than just kicking back with friends and having a couple drinks. So of course with COVID, like, you know, that we restricted that ability. And so, uh, we, we made the switch and I started doing it on Twitch and I, uh, I was introducing my chat to some new drinks, some of my favorites. And so I had a couple people, they'd ask like what I was going to drink that weekend. I'd give them the ingredients and they'd go grab it and make them with me. And Hell so yeah. we would just kick back and, I've uh, I've actually thought about starting to do some like just little like movie or TV show nights using the Amazon Prime stuff and, uh, you know, just making some drinks and really getting to know your community. And that's been a huge part of it for me, rather than just them always watching me play, giving them the chance to control the stream a little bit and throwing them all in here, giving everyone the, the spotlight for a bit. Nice, nice. And I also, too, I just thought about, too, I almost forgot about one big thing and everything. Of course, you know, and it is not too late and everything. I want to congratulate my man, Zach, because he got married literally a couple of months ago, him and his lovely bride. And she actually joins you on the Twitch every now. I mean, yeah, on the Twitch every now and again. Absolutely. So, uh, man, that was it's a it family was a long, affair. Yeah, it was a long year getting ready for the, the wedding. It was supposed to be in April. We postponed it to September to September. And uh, just decided, you know, we were going to get married and get it done. But we, uh, when I started streaming, she was a little camera shy at first and didn't know anything about Twitch or really the gaming world. And uh, she still doesn't like watching me play Call of Duty. Um, But if I'm playing Blackjack or Among Us or something like that, it's a little more light and fun. She'll usually sit behind me and interact with the chat and just hang around with all of us. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. So, uh, you know, this is the first of these guys and, you know, little things might change, but, you know, I'm just getting the kinks out and everything. So as far as sometime in gamers, man, I'm be asking a series of questions to questions to our guest. And the first one I got for you, man, because I was thinking about, like, you know, what as a gamer, like, what's the first things I, I think of or whatever? Right. So the first one I got for you, what was your first video game and the console it was on? Let me think here. So my grandfather, I believe, bought me a PlayStation 1 for Christmas one year. And I had like Pinball Wizard on there. 
Okay. So I, me and my dad would just sit down, and play some pinball. Um, that was, I mean, that was really one of my big introductions to gaming. And then where I really got, you know, thrown into the world was I went to, uh, the daycare I went to growing up as a kid, they had a room that was nothing but gaming consoles. So they'd have like three original Xboxes, three game cubes, PlayStation twos, and then the big desk full of games that you could rent out for the day and play with your buddies that were all at daycare. And so uh, that was a that was a huge start for me because we'd all just hang out up there. And the main game we played, man, was Kingdom Hearts. We played, oh man, we played Kingdom Hearts, and that was back in the day where you had the memory card. Mm-hmm. So I'd take my memory card from daycare to home, and you know, be able to play back and forth no matter where I was. And uh, man, we loved it. That was that's where I'd say I really started to find my love for video games and technology in general. So between, I guess, Pinball Wizard or Kingdom Hearts, do you still play them? So I, I do not, I do not play Pinball Wizard. I will play pinball if I'm, you know, near a machine. Oh yeah. But uh, Kingdom Hearts, yes. So when they re-released the trilogy, um, definitely picked that up as soon as it came out and started playing it. I, the games are just so the art is gorgeous. The games are well written. Um, was always a Disney Channel fan and a Disney fan in general. So when they mix in the Disney characters with that action, it's just it's a game unlike any other. So definitely still play Kingdom Hearts when I get the chance. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Question number two. So I'm going to name all four and you tell me which one you're rocking with and why. Okay. Nintendo, Sega, Sony, or Microsoft? Uh, I got to go with Sony there. Um, <laughs> I, I started as a Microsoft. I guess I started as a Sony kid with the PlayStation 2. Yeah. Um, but when it came to my first introduction to gaming, that was on the Xbox 360 is when I, that's what I moved to. Um, but then once I, my first console that I purchased myself, I switched back to PS4 and then I have the PS5 now. And I just think for gaming purposes, the PS5 runs a lot cleaner. The Xbox systems, they're great for like a home entertainment slash gaming. Uh, they work fantastic for that. And then, man, Nintendo's doing great things. The Switch is an unbelievable console. Um, just the the versatility of it. I actually got to play it for the first time when I was home for the wedding. Um, one of my groomsmen had one at his place, and we were playing Mario Kart. And it's just like, that's just pure fun. Takes you back to those childhood memories of playing like a simple game oh, yeah. that is uh, just endless fun. So. I would definitely say Sony, but Nintendo's right behind them because they've always the Mario series in general is just a blast. And that's the thing. Well, question two: Have you um, did you ever play the original Mario Kart on sixty four? Yeah, so we had sixty fours at that same daycare that I had talked about previously, and we all, I mean, the Pokemon games, the Mario Karts, all those Facts. those real deep childhood games. We we played those ones for sure. Question three. What popular game will you admit that you've never played? Uh, League of Legends is the one that I always tell people I've never played. Interesting. Um, okay, I've, I've never played it either. So yeah. So I'm relatively new to uh, PC gaming in general. I just I'm about you know a year and a half of owning a PC. So I'm. I've just heard things about the League of Legends community that makes it really hard to learn the game. Um, 
And so I just, it, it's a big game. A lot of people have been playing it for a long time. So it's just kind of daunting. It's like standing at the bottom of a mountain and looking at the top saying, man, I, I want to get up there, but I don't know where to start. And so that's kind of how I've been with League of Legends. I think I'm pretty interested in trying it. And I know how big it is because you watch those guys play it on the main stage and the amount of money those guys are playing for is insane. And so uh, it, it's got a draw to it. Everyone plays and watches it on Twitch. So just one that I've never, never had the interest of picking up. Is that kind of MMO-ish or like what? Like, cause I mean, I've heard of League of Legends, but I can't really remember right now. Yeah, it's 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 got a little MMO to it, but it's mainly um, it's it's like a you pick a champion, and then each champion has a different ability, from what I can understand. And then uh, it's it's almost a little got a little tower defense to it, so it's a matter of pushing into the other's base and you know picking the right champions that have different abilities to hold off different parts of the map, kind of deal. So. Uh, it's it's not like a World of Warcraft MMO, but uh, they they have similarities in the control scheme. There we go. Next question, number four. This is gonna be you know another you know pick between four. Okay. Smash Bros, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, or Tekken. Wow. It's hard, right? Um, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> Classics, all classics in their own right. Big time. So I'm going to have to go with Smash Bros on that one. Hey, um, just just the amount of college memories, high school memories of playing Super Smash Bros. It there's that's just that game's always going to have the a special place in one my heart. Or? So we had the 64 one. We had it on GameCube, had it on the Wii. Melee, yeah. Uh, yeah, Melee, yeah. So, I mean, we played all of them. And uh, I was never... I was never that good at them. Um, I, I, I was a button smasher. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, yeah. But uh, my roommates in college, man, they were nasty. And so that was crazy. The first uh, the first tournament, like actual gaming tournament I ever went to, it was a Call of Duty tournament, but they also had a Smash Bros tournament going on kind of in the room beside it. And I, I guess I didn't realize how big at the time esports wasn't what it is now. Like now it's oh yeah, the, the world of esports is insane, and it's a topic I talk about regularly. Pretty passionate about it, but I didn't realize it at the time. I mean, man, this was before I was able to drive. My mom dropped me off at the tournament, so I was fourteen, something like that. And I walked in that room, and the amount of people that were watching people play Super Smash Bros. and how good those guys were, it was it was different. It was eye opening for sure. Who's your go-to character or characters? Captain Falcon, baby. Come hey, on. okay, right in the name. I was gonna yep, say, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I was always Kirby, and then like kind of towards like I don't know, like the it, well, I can say the end or whatever. But before I got off my um 64, mm-hmm. kind of got into Mario a lot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Kirby's fun. Um, was always like a character. If I was kind of messing around, I loved it because of course you have that ability to take any character's ability. Um, but then Captain Falcon was always so fun. Fox, of course, even though he was yeah. super strong. I mean, everyone used him, but uh, he was fun nonetheless. So I, I, I was never a loyal uh, Super Smash Bros. like player choice, but I loved to bounce around, and I, I found myself going to Captain Falcon pretty regularly. Hey, I'm like anybody but Jigglypuff, honestly. <laughs> yep. No, I <laughs> it just it, like. He didn't do anything for me. I'm like, ah, I mean, I get putting people to sleep, but come on, man. Yeah, right. Exactly. <sighs> All right. Going through these quick, man. Question five. 
your let me see the best and then your favorite Grand Theft Auto game. Ooh. Like I'll give the example, whatever. Like I think San Andreas is probably the best, but Mm. personally, my favorite, just a little bit leaning, just because I played it so long and everything, and I can't even get it now because I mean Xbox One or whatever. Vice City. Okay. Yeah. So for me, uh, much like a lot of kids, was not able to play GTA as a kid. Oh yeah. But my parents was like, ah, well, you know, you you already know about this life bucket. Exactly. Yeah. But I snuck it in when I could, so I would have to agree with San Andreas probably being the best. Um, but for me, in terms of my favorite, uh, GTA Five, that game continues to amaze me. I think it what it came out in 2013. And now we're looking at seven but years. Nessler of the fucking decade. Like, it's, how are you on three different consoles now, sir? Come on. So the the story that I always tell people when it comes to GTA five is the fact that I think I have actually purchased the game five separate times because I, I, I got it. I got it the day it came out on Xbox 360 and uh, loved it when, you know, played it. And this was back when buying the discs was way more like way more popular than today when we see way more online downloads of games digital copy yeah of course um so i bought the game played through the story but they didn't have the online yet um and so i was like all right well played through the story like that's a wrap i'm done so i was a big one i'd always go trade my games in at gamestop and get something new so Traded it in, and then they released the online play that Christmas. And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to miss out on playing with my friends. So went and bought it again. And then we played it so much through that Christmas, through the next year and a half. Um, we got our fair share of GTA time in. And then whenever I got to college, I decided, you know, once again, make a little extra money. I was strapped for cash as a freshman in college. So I uh, sold it to a guy that was in my dorm for like 20 bucks. And uh, it wasn't too long after that I switched and got a PS4 and then um, decided, you know, I was going to buy it once again for the PS4. And so it was just a lot of like get rid of it because I was done playing it. One time I went into GameStop and I saw they were doing a special where I guess they were offering like 40 bucks on the head for a GTA 5 game, which is unheard of from GameStop. And so I went ahead and turned it in and, you know, bought the next Call of Duty or whatever was coming out. And so in those cases, I just kind of bounce back and forth, but it's one that I've always wanted to play. And it's actually been a huge topic of conversation for me on if I want to get back into it because they're pushing that new update where they're doing the map expansion and stuff. And then since moving to PC, I've been, I've been toying with the idea of getting into like the role play servers. The GTA five role play servers just look like a blast. I think it's something I'd be good at. And something that would be super entertaining for my chat. So we've been we've been bouncing that idea around. So potentially y'all could see GTA five on Pierre Shanks, man. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Very soon, I'm sure. All right. Question six. <sighs> A popular game that you hate and or let you down. Hmm. Ooh, that's an easy one right now. Um so fresh off the mind. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh my! I, look, I'm telling you, for the first one of these, thank you because I've been asking so many questions about like what's going on with this game. Like, I've heard everyone lost their minds about it and it's crashing left and right. Like, what's going on with that, man? 
Yep. So I have it on PC and I will say the game is very, it's very fun. Um, if they would have made this game up to par and really put the time in that they needed and, you know, I, I'm not going to throw any dirt at CD project red, the developers, because I can't imagine how hard it is to make a full fledged video game during a pandemic when you're all working from home. Right. Mm -hmm. So game comes out and I guess on like the PS fours and the Xbox ones, it, they can't handle the game. So it actually runs on 720 instead of like 1080p. And it just looks awful. I mean, no joke. If you look up a video of cyberpunk 2077 on a PS4, you would think you were back in 2001 playing a video. Yikes! It, it, it's, it was mind blowing. The first time I thought, saw it, I really thought it was, you know, a Photoshop image, but uh, it's not, I, I've seen the videos now. It's insane. Um, then when it comes to the new consoles, you know, it runs a little better, but there's just a lot of those minor crashes that really make it hard to play the game. Um, and then on the streamer side of things, it's tough because the soundtrack to the game is really good. But as a streamer, we have to worry about DMCA strikes. Yeah. And we so we have to play with the sound off. And you're missing a huge chunk of the game because they used copyrighted music. If they would have went the route of, you know, getting the copyrights and then not using or or just using, you know, DMCA free music, it had been more enjoyable for a streamer to play it. Um, that's a small gripe. But at the end of the day, the game just was not ready to be released. Yeah. They pushed they pushed the game back, I think, four or five times, equaling like nine months. It was supposed to be released like a year before it did. And I think everyone just got restless and forced them to push it out. And it just wasn't ready. That's, I mean, that's all it was. It's bad enough that Sony took it off the PlayStation store and are issuing refunds for anyone who wants one. Um, I saw something. Oh, the, there was a class action lawsuit filed, filed against them earlier last week. Damn. Uh, just saying that like it was false advertisement and that they sold like a faulty product, this and that. So they're, they're in the swamps now. So I'm interested to see what comes out of it. I think the game's fun. If you have a PC, I recommend getting it. It's still enjoyable to play, but uh, definitely hold off if you're thinking about getting it on console. Mm. Oh man, Cyberpunk! It's, it's a, I mean, it's a fun game. Don't get me wrong, and I, I love. I was a huge Skyrim fan, Elder Scrolls. Um, when I was in high school, that, that was like my junior year. It came out, and me and my Buddy, it was Christmas break. We'd wake up 7 a.m., set an alarm, meet each other on the Xbox 360, and we'd sit there all day playing that game. And it's so fun. And so I was really expecting good things from Cyberpunk because the Witcher series was made by the same developer. And right. I put it really high on the list of good games, but Cyberpunk just missed that mark. And that's that's all there was to it. Yeah, hopefully, I'm just hoping they get, to, they get it together because, Absolutely. my God. I've been saying they get ripped apart as well. Yep, and it's it's brutal. I can't imagine me and those developers getting on Twitter and seeing it every day, but that's a part of the world, I guess. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Question seven. An underrated game that you love? Hmm. Um, I would say it's relatively underrated in terms of uh, recent games would be Rogue Company. Um you going to have to break this one now for me. I've never heard of this. Yep, yep. So Rogue Company was a small release. They 
they did a free release, like a beta. I can't remember when it came out. It must have been, you know, three, four months ago now. And it's a third-person shooter that has, like, an economy built in just like uh, CSGO or Valorant where you spend money for your guns each round. And so it's a matter of, like, do I have the money to buy the gun I want? Um, and it's it's really fun. You, They just – I don't think they had the marketing budget, I guess is the word for it to get the game out there because I don't see a lot. There's a lot of people just like you there where I say, yeah, I like playing rogue company. And they're like, Oh, like what is that one? And I get blown away each time because the game is just so well-made, very few glitches that you run into. And the developers that made the game absolutely are the highest tier of developer that you would want they are so responsive if you let one of them know on twitter that there's an issue with the game that you're seeing they respond quickly and they don't just say okay we'll look at it they're like okay that's probably caused because of this let me go fix it right now and next thing you know they got a fix for it and so they've just done really good things they're very interactive on twitter um they play the game which is something you just don't see from developers that often anymore um i I could go on for days bashing the Call of Duty developers about the recent games they've released and how they do not include the player base in transparency when they release things. Rogue Company doesn't do that. They are really the gold standard for developers. I I, I mean, do you want to get into that? Because, I mean, I can ask you the question of side note. I've heard not the best things about um, what's the newest one, Cold War? Cold War. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'll always get into that. Don't worry about it. Um, So, yeah, for me, Cold War, I am a Call of Duty loyal player. I mean, every game is fun to me for much longer than your average player, I'd say. Um, But this one, it, it, it always frustrates me as a Call of Duty player because a game like this, Cold War, is super, super good fundamentally. All of the pieces are there they just missed the boat on the maps that they put in the game. And again, pandemic, they're trying to create a game working from home. I can't imagine the struggles that come with that, but let us know because at the end of the day, like we don't see what's behind the scenes. So we get a game that feels unfinished. And the only thing we can think of is, Oh, they just, you know, they just spit it out. And my largest complaint with call of duty is they're on a year cycle. So every year a brand new Call of Duty comes out. So you and I, Darius, if we made a Call of Duty as a developer, right? honestly, we just have to think about can this game survive until, let's say, August? Because after August is when all the new information for the next Call of Duty comes out. And then everyone's just super excited for the new Call of Duty. So they're just going to play that like they're going to play it just because they're excited for the next one. And so it, it feels like there's a built-in pathway to laziness where they can just say, ah, after a certain period, we don't have to worry about the game anymore. Whereas if they decided to do a Call of Duty on a two-year schedule or a three-year schedule, you'd have to make a better game to make it last three years. But instead, each year they're just cashing their check, and we can't help as the player base but feel like that. Um, and then skill-based matchmaking, you know, there's just there's a, a slew of issues with the game that uh, when it comes down to the loyal Call of Duty players, it hurts us, but it brings them more money because it's better for your new Call of Duty players. Okay. Love that, because, I mean, I 
I think about it, and I haven't played a Call of Duty in like a hot minute, so. But I've always looked at stuff like I, I think I was even having a conversation the other day as far as, yo, like what happens when like a Call of Duty is like out of you know like the cycle or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just filled with like hackers and shit now, you know. It, it, and that's exactly what happens to a Call of Duty once once that year lifespan kind of rolls through, the last game they just forget about it. It gets you know, torn apart with hackers. Um, and, and so it's tough as a Call of Duty fan. If I like a certain Call of Duty, there's still people playing some of my favorites. Like Black Ops 3 is my absolute favorite video game, period, and my favorite Call of Duty. Okay. And there's people playing it, but there's a lot of hackers. So it just makes it tough to play. It doesn't make it enjoyable for me to hop back on and, you know, try to relive the glory days of what I feel like was the best Call of Duties. Right. <sighs> Episode, episode, good lord. (laughs) Question eight. A game that you love, or loved, you know, of course, but never finished. Ooh. I asked this Um, because I am notorious for, like, being like, oh, I love this game so much, and then, like, a couple of months go by, and I'm like, why am I not playing this anymore? No, absolutely. I'm I'm notorious for it, too. I just gotta think. I'm trying to think. Oh, there's so many. Wow, there's so many games that now that I think about it, I never (laughs) finished. Um, so you could name a couple. Yeah. So honestly, one being Skyrim, um, I loved the game and, and I played the main story, but back then I didn't have the interest of, you know, all the little side missions. I was, I was very one track minded. I played the main story, felt like I'd beat the game and I was done. Um, so that's one that I've always thought about, like maybe opening back up and replaying, just for the fact of doing all the small stuff and then all the DLC and downloadable stuff that they've added to the game too, I'm sure would make it enjoyable. And then the Assassin's Creed series. Uh, I've played, you know, the first two, I think maybe three and then black flag came out the pirate based one. And that multiplayer was super fun to me. That is probably one of the most underrated games that I love just because of the way that multiplayer played out Um, was super enjoyable and and then I just kind of stopped and you can ask me why and I can't give you a good answer because I just don't know. I, I still think about it. I'm like, man, that would be so fun. But I've never bought any of the new ones or played them. Valhalla's huge right now because it's their brand new one. And uh, I just haven't played that one yet. I've heard good things. I haven't. And I've got friends that have. And so they talk about it. And I'm like, man, I want to do it. But then when it comes time for me to like look at a new game to buy and get into, it's like last on my list for no reason. And so uh, I, I think I just got to pull the trigger and get back into them. Feel that. Oh, question nine. Your greatest video game achievement. Oh, wow. Um, trying to think here what route I want to take on it. I would say in game, my greatest achievement would be uh, Black Ops 3 getting the Dark Matter camos. Okay. Uh, so it's pretty much where you master every single weapon. You got to do a ton of different crazy challenges. And then, I mean, you got to do it with the knife, the rocket launchers, everything. And then you get a sick camo at the end. I was really proud about that. Um, enjoyed it. And then um, next to that would just be the couple tournaments I've won playing Warzone. Um, that's been huge for me because I've always I've always known I could compete. And if I just got like the right people around me that could commit and compete with me, then we'd be able to you know really make some noise. 
And so I got invited to some tournaments thanks to some of the guys that I've run into in the Call of Duty community and uh, been able to do some good things, won some money and stuff like that. So it's always cool to me. Anytime I can turn a video game into money is interesting because it's something that was so unheard of when I was younger. Right. Now I'm looking at like earnings checks and stuff like that. And it's just a cool idea. (laughs) Just crazy, right? And yeah. And I mean, like, that's where I want to be at the end of the day. Like I would rather, if I had to give up streaming to compete, I would in the esports world. Um, and it's so interesting to me how esports is just blowing up like it is. And, uh, I think there's a lot of hurdles that esports is going to face just seeing recent issues that they've like faced already. Those are going to continue. And, uh, there's, there's going to be some hurdles for them to jump. But at the end of the day, I think esports could be an absolute powerhouse when it comes to competitive nature in humans. Got you, Darren. Now, I'm not going to say the last question, but number 10. And I know this one was going to seem really hard, but it's why I saved it for last, man. Okay. Your Mount Rushmore of games. Okay. Mount Game Rushmore. Games. So we're going to go with absolutely Skyrim's up there. Um, There's just. Uh, I don't want to use the word perfectly made game, but I think it was a perfectly made game. Um, Black Ops 3, um, that Call of Duty to me holds a very special place in my heart. It was it hit me at the right time when uh, gaming was a big part of my life. You know, just a junior in college, like not much else to do, played it a ton. And that's when I really that's when people started noticing me and saying, like, you've got the ability here. Um You've got the, you've got what it takes to compete, maybe not at the highest level, but, you know, at an amateur level and then just stream and keep it interesting. So, uh, big time Black Ops 3 fan. The next one, probably a weird one. Um, I don't, I don't love the game as much, but I love what it's done for the gaming community. And that's Fortnite. Okay. Um, when the game first came out, it was massive of course like it's all anyone talked about it brought people into gaming that you never would have thought would be into gaming um and i'm a big follower of the organizations behind gaming your 100 thieves optic gaming stuff like that and to see guys like drake buying into 100 thieves just because of how popular fortnite was getting or seeing all these big time athletes buying in and owning teams just because of how big Fortnite was getting any gamer that would come out and say Fortnite, you know, should have never been created is just out of their mind. <laughs> it, brought, it brought gaming to the main stage. Like everyone talked about it. And I think we owe a lot of our current gaming situation, esports situation, just everything around the gaming industry to what those guys at Epic Games did. Shout out Raleigh, North Carolina, because that's where those guys are from. Oh, shit. Didn't know that. Yep. That's where their headquarters is, right there in Cary. So uh, they did a great job. And, I mean, it was a free game that is probably one of the highest earning games just because of the little cosmetic items you could buy. And uh, so anytime you can make a game free, make your money, and it be fun to play, man, that's a win-win-win for everybody. So Fortnite's up there for sure. And then that fourth one, that that last spot. Ooh, let's see. 
roll back through all the games. Um, man, Call of Duty community will torch me for not putting Modern Warfare 2 up there, but I just don't. <laughs> it just wasn't a good game to me. I think, I think the Call of Duty community gets blinded by nostalgia when it comes to that game. Um, I would say my fourth favorite Minecraft. Boom. Okay. Minecraft has been one that I've played. I, I mean, I've. It's one of the first games I download on any new console I get. It's just so whimsical, light, and fun. You can. I I, I don't even know where to start with Minecraft. It's like you can be a basic player and just build, 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 or you can do like player versus player Hunger Games type of deals. I don't know. It's just so versatile. You you can't leave it up there. I think it's the most watched game on YouTube every year for the past like 15 it's insane so uh minecraft's for sure up there so we've got skyrim black ops 3 fortnite and minecraft y'all heard it here ladies and gentlemen interesting to say at least i have never played shit well i played one of the four of those but no 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 two two of the four i'm pretty sure i played black ops 3 Black I think Black Ops 4 is the one I didn't play. Yeah, that one, Black Ops 4 was a fun one. I just, I don't know. A lot of Call of Duty changes a lot each year, and I think they tried to go with too much change that particular year. Well, I might have played 4. I didn't own 4. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually thinking about buying it last Christmas, if I'm not mistaken, because I think it was on sale for like $25 or anything yeah. cheaper. And I was like, why not? But I just never did it. Right. No, I understand. I understand. So, well, I mean, no point in putting me on the spotlight and not listening to yours. What's your Mount Rushmore games, Darius? Man, um, I, I love this because this is interesting. I guess for me, I would think about the games I've, like, I've put the most hours into. Okay. My number one, I mean, it's no shocker to anybody, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I still play that now. Ooh, good one. I yeah. think I will play that forever. I own it on like three different systems. Mm-hmm. Like legit, just it's the first game I've ever played. It's the game. I, I mean, of course, games have done better. Like I still need to buy Sonic Mania because it's pretty much like a remake created by the fans, you know, to go back to that nostalgic era of Sonic. Of Sonic. Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say this particular Mortal Kombat, in which I was about to say, um. What is the one with all of them? Because I owned it, but I cannot remember it right now. That tells you anything. But the one that got me back into Mortal Kombat, because everyone's favorite was three as far as like my age group or whatever. You know, yeah. from like you're just playing arcade and shit. But like Deadly Alliance got me back into Mortal Kombat. Okay. On yeah. the PS2. No, I, I like that one. A big one for me was Mortal Kombat X, just because that's what kind of brought me big time into Mortal Kombat. I was never a fighter game, but, uh, once I played that one, I kind of went back and tried to play the others. So, I was I do own X, yes, but yeah. and and I, yeah, because a Deadly Alliance, man, I was like, yo, like on this new, you know, at the time PS2 and everything, and just <laughs> yeah, absolutely. all that. I was like, man, like there's no way they could have got better than this. Like there's there's no way, and they just kept kind of going and everything, man. They're still doing their thing now. I mean, I haven't played Eleven, but shit, I need to get on that. It's crazy to think about when you look back at any game really and say at that time I my head said there's no way games can look any more real than this right oh for and then and now you look back at those games it's like ha, I can't believe that games used to look like that 
Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I do not own it now. But when I tell you, like, the, and as weird as it sounds, I ain't going to say weird shit, because I know a lot of people who can say this. Never finished a GTA game. Yeah. It, I, I just, a, I literally, like, I'm like, yo, so many missions, and sometimes shit just gets so hard. And I'm like, uh, but if it wasn't for Vice, like, I mean, Vice City is what made me play San Andreas. It's what made me play four what made me play five what made me go back and play three now i won't go past three you know i won't go like one and two because i mean you know those are different types of games yeah absolutely so you played i know you played gta did you ever get into the saints row series i did not oh i remember when i remember when saints row was popping man and everyone was like yo you got to get on saints row it's better and i'm just like "Uh, i mean i see you kind of cool but you ain't you know, yeah, better is a strong word for sure. Saints Row was cool, was a little <laughs> different, way more. Saints Row was like way more fun. I, not, not, I won't say fun because Grand Theft Auto was fun. Fun in the terms of like just funny, um, very just childlike and you know light. I guess would be the best word for it because you could just run around and do whatever, and the missions were kind of so-so. But GTA was way more like you got locked in and played GTA and felt like you were a part of it and it was cool. But uh, Sandro was fun. Then they added aliens and I stopped playing. Bro, I'm telling you, like, (laughs) everything doesn't need aliens. Everything doesn't need zombies. (laughs) Yep, every game does it. Zombies and aliens. And as soon as I see it, I'm like, yeah, I'm not not that interested anymore. And I guess I'm literally about to look at it right now to make sure I'm saying the right game. And I know you're like, how you, how is it in your four? And you're not even sure if it's the right game. Because, I mean, uh, you know, no, I get it, I get I'm, it. Getting, I'm getting old. You know what I'm saying? I can't remember everything. But I'm pretty sure my number four has got to be Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Like the, so, like the old Modern Warfare. Yeah, the original COD 4 Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yes, yeah. that is literally what got me into the series. Yeah, that's that's the same story for a lot of people. So, like I, I I like everything you said about it. I might be part of that nostalgia. Now, I have not went back and played it in a while, but as far as like that time, the PS3 days, like mm-hmm. you know, not even having it online yet, having to go over to Austin's place and literally play it on his internet and take my like PS3 back to my place. Yeah, like. Him being like, I need a PS3 so I can play this game. Like, got him into the whole franchise. Like, cannot say how many how many hours we put on that damn game. No, you're absolutely right. COD Four was COD Four is a great game. Um, when they remastered it in what year did they do that? Uh, it must have been 2018, 2019. Yeah, one of those games. Um, it was it was fun. Uh, it was it was kind of cool to go back in time a little bit, and it, it played so similar. The biggest thing you see now, and it's it's an issue gaming will always feel is internet has gotten faster. Yeah. And so back in those days, the guns may not have killed as fast, but now with the quicker internet, it seems like it was a flash and you were dead. And, uh, that would, that was what got struggled. That's why the game struggled. I think that, and it's always tough when you have new Call of Duty players trying to play against those guys that, I mean, like you and I that played those games for hours and hours on end. Back before people just like actually pl- actually played and beat the campaign before right. you even thought about jumping online. Before you even thought about it. But then when you get like a new kid who has never played the game before and then you got us who have been playing it, you know, for years because it's one of our favorites. It's just unfair because we know all the little spots on the map and, 
you know, just the small things. And so that's why remakes for me, will just never do as well as the original, but at the end of the day, like it's fun to do. Cause it's like a little time travel. It takes a lot. I will say that. Like sometimes they might hit it right on the head where they fix a lot of stuff. But other, I mean, someone's always going to be like, well, the original one is like my favorite game of all time. And it's exactly. like, exactly. Eh, I mean, but go back and really play that shit or whatever. And like, no, not think about how you played it whenever you were eight. Yeah. No matter what game you're playing. And I've learned this. It's a really good lesson on Twitch is no matter what game you're playing, there are people who are diehard fans of it. So it might be a small game that you just picked up and you're like, ah, you know, I'll learn this or I'll just mess around on this for a day. And you start streaming it. And then next thing you know, like five people are in there watching you, 10 people are in there watching you. And they're like, oh, I've been playing this game for 15 years at this point. <laughs> like, and you're like, holy smokes, like everyone's got their game. And, and you learn that really quick and you have to respect it on Twitch. You, you, when you're streaming it, you can't can't bash a game because you never know who's watching. And so I'll, I'll say my quips about a game here and there, and it's just my opinion. But at the end of the day, like, if you like it and I don't, like, that's just differing opinions. But Right. And that, like, well, shit, I'll, I'll tell you and, like, you know, the audience and everything as far as my introduction to Twitch for myself was this year just getting on um, Final Fantasy X. Mm-hmm. First yeah. time ever playing a Final Fantasy, let alone, like, some people's introduction because you know it came on it came out in 01 on the ps2 yeah and it literally got me to people who like we just like talk like all the time now or i've get on on like a friday or saturday start drinking a little bit and everything and you know i like they're reliving this game through me and i'm like dude i've never played this and they're like oh okay yeah well this you do this this and that like they played it like so many times and they're just like and like it's like I got welcomed right into the community and everything. And of course, I mean, I didn't, I didn't bash. I was just like, this is so a blast in the past. Like, I get it's why you love this crazy. game and everything, and I'm in love with it now too. You'll find it with any game, especially when you if you ever mess around with the horror games. For me, a horror game is great to play for a night, get scared, and then you kind of go on and do what else you want to do. But there are people out there that that's all they play, and so they hop in, and you can scroll through on Twitch and see all the different games that are being played and you'll scroll to a game that has a hundred people watching it and all a hundred are watching one guy because he's the only one streaming it and they love that game. And so that's, I mean, it's a good thing to know about Twitch is maybe once in a while, like you throw in a game that isn't as popular because of course, if I try and stream call of duty every day, I'm going up against the best because all of the biggest names on Twitch are streaming call of duty. And so it's tough to pull viewers away from guys like that. But if I go play something like Final Fantasy or if I go play something that's not as watched, a rogue company, um, a big one for me is Rainbow Six Siege. I love that first person shooter game. It's so fun. And there's just not not as many people watching. So you might pull in a couple more viewers because they like the game and they don't typically have someone to watch play it. Nah, that's facts like even like sometimes like certain people like randoms would like because it got to the point where it was like okay the same people would jump in the chat and it's like yo you know what's going on with you today okay yeah this is dope but other people jump on and it's like they don't know me yet and they're just like yo he's fucking up he's doing all this stuff and i'm like y'all never played this game yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like this is a, and, and this i'm thinking like yo this is a 19 year old game yo like <laughs> and i'm like yo people probably been playing this shit since ps2 yeah everyone everyone has to play a game for the first time at some point and so 
it's always funny and you'll get different communities. Some communities are really welcoming and you're playing their game. So they're excited to bring you in. And then you get some, in. I mean, it's the internet. You never know what you're going to get with the people on there. And so you'll get some people that come in and watch you play and they'll just bash you for a couple minutes. And you just ask them, why are you, why are you here? Why are you watching me play at this point? And so uh, it's fun. I like the interaction at the end of the day. That's why I do it. I like interacting with people. Um, I mean, it's my job. It's what I do on the side. And so it's, it keeps me, keeps me in tune. Hell yeah, man. Um, I guess I didn't even write this down, but I'm going to just ask you, man, like mm-hmm. for this year coming up of 2021, what do you expect and what should the people expect to see from you? Diversity. Diversity is going to be the word of the year for me. Um, I want I want to grow on platforms other than Twitch. Um, back in the day, you could just stream for eight hours a day for a, a year and you'd make it because there weren't enough people streaming. Um, but now with one Fortnite and two, the pandemic, you've got more people at home than ever and more people streaming than ever. So I'm sure you were probably shopping for new equipment when the pandemic hit. Yeah. It was impossible to buy microphones, webcams, anything like that. They were sold out everywhere because people are starting to stream. People are starting to work from home. So they're, you know, they've got more time on their hands. And so for me, I realized I have to grow in other places. So I started a TikTok. Um, TikTok's been popping. Uh, it is, it's fun to use. And I just throw up little clips of me playing or little clips from the stream and edit them up a little bit just so that they fit the platform a little bit better. And I've had a couple, I've had a couple pop off. And so whenever that happens, it's cool to see people hop in the stream and say like, yo, I'm from TikTok." It's like that. That's cool to me. Um, I want to, I gotta grow on Twitter. That's the one that's stumping me. TikTok, I know is just putting my mind to it and posting videos. Right. But Twitter, I just, I, I had separate Twitters for a long time. I had a gaming one for Pure Shanks and then one for my, you know, typical just me. Yeah. And I, de- I decided in the middle of this year to just combine the two. And gaming had just become a big part of my life. And so I was like, you know what? Most people know that I'm streaming at this point. So I might as well just stop trying to bounce between both and splitting my viewers up. I'll just make one Twitter and rock with it. And I want to grow on it. I, I need to grow on it. Um, so that's going to be a focus for me. Uh, YouTube is going to be huge. Video editing is something that is new to me, so it'll be a fun challenge. And I think I, I think I've got the content to be able to do it. It's just a matter of like picking, you know, where to start and where to go with it. And uh, so yeah, it's just it's the diversity. I wanna I wanna make my name big in other places other than just you know the small community I've built. And then I want to compete more. I wanna I wanna start getting better at different games to where I can compete on multiple games and not just call of duty and bring some more people into this thing. Hell yeah, man. Look, you heard it here first. And I'm telling you, like if you guys get on to Zach from here, make sure we like check out the pure shanks channel to let you know where you came from, you know, absolutely. Definitely. Let me know. Um, you got any closing thoughts or anything you want to say before we um, end this off, man, man? No, I'm just, I'm so glad once again that you brought me on here. Um, just being able to cut my teeth on a podcast and, you know, shoot the shit a little bit with you about the gaming world. And it's, it's, it's been a big part of my life as well as many others. So being able to just introduce people to me and what 
my world revolves around uh, is a cool thing no matter what. So definitely come check it out on Twitch. We've got some loyal viewers and we've got some that hop in and out. And so it doesn't matter to me. You don't have to chat. You don't have to do anything. Just come in there and hang out with me. And, Most uh, of. I promise you, promise you we'll make it a show. That's it. Hey, bro. I, I, I love it, man. I'm telling you, this is going to be it, man. This is going to be the year for real. Absolutely. Just this feel is it. the year. I, but something, something's stirring, and I'm hoping it's those Twitch channels. I'm for sure about it. Hey, man. Close this out and everything. I'm honored for you to be the first guest, man. Sometimey Gamers. This was incredibly dope. You know, might have to get you back on. I don't know. Do a little review a couple of months down the road. See what's going yeah, on. Man. You might have little, something up from there. A little follow up and see see what's happening. I'm sure I'll have some new stuff in the works that we can talk about then. Hell yeah. And I'm going to let him go. Not only so he can jump on live and just, you know, do everything you do, bro. Absolutely. Darius, appreciate you having me. Of course, man. With that being said, guys, remember, like always, like I said at the beginning, to rate, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend. And they're going to tell another friend. Um, description and everything in the bios and the, everything below. I'm gonna make sure I put everything with Zach in there and everything, so you guys can check him out. Make sure to go do that. You know, support everything we got going on over here. Uh, like I said, you know, I mean, football season's coming to an end, but we're gonna get you guys through last week and playoffs. Of course, you know, let's. The Chiefs winning the Super Bowl again because I don't see anybody beating them. I'm just no being honest. Beating those boys. Nope. Nope. nope, nope. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm like, yo, we could be optimistic, but we ain't gonna be stupid. Like, come on now. Absolutely. Um, more music coming soon, man. Like I said, if you guys have not ch- uh, clicked on and checked out the SoundCloud or whatever, two new tracks, man. For like the first time in over five, six years. I mean, shit. You know, I was a little bit nervous, but had to get it out of y'all. You know. It was incredible. And I guess with that being said, man, you know, we're going to close this off, man. First episode, Sometimey Gamers. He goes by Zach. You know, you better check him more at Pure Shanks. I'm Mookie. And until next time. And I swear niggas talk more than chicks these days Been gone on this ground for a couple of days And my mind playing tricks on me like I'm in a maze Need a rock before had to it's the real to me Damn it, went to Hollywood Guess he was over body slamming Said I'd rather drop these pies than be out here scamming Dropping playlists, monthly have all y'all jamming Same thing with this tape cause we almost finished Don't worry about us, nigga, my y'all business Cause we need shades to block out all the street lights Riding with my bros up all night Late nights in the city In the club like 50 Dr. Pepper with the whiskey Say I'm way past tipsy Late nights, late nights Got my rider by my side Got me twisted all night What we getting into tonight Late nights, late nights Got my rider by my side Got me twisted all night